What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, I just want to say, I knew that we'd be the envy of all every football guy in Canada. How about that? With this XFL gear that we got. This is hot, 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 hot. I, got, I look like the damn... General manager of the XFL. Hey. So excited. It's all beautiful. Rod the Rock Peterson. I wouldn't go that <laughs> far, but I love the Rock. I love me some Dwayne Johnson. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. A new time for Saskies. We're an hour earlier. Same across the country and around the continent on Game Plus TV. It's the second half kickoff, and we got through a lot of stuff in hour one, and this if you're realizing, is kind of the viewer's portion. We're not, I might run through the quick six again, but we're just so waist deep in all of our topics here today. Uh, coming up this hour, Sammy Cosentino from Rogers Sportsnet. Monty in Saskatoon asked near the end of hour one, what happened with the Pats and the Saskatoon Blades yesterday? Don't ask, Monty. The Pats lost. He's asking because he knows. <laughs> you think so? He's a blade Saskatoon. He's a, he's a Saskatoon You'd think guy. he'd know. Oh, you're rubbing it in? That's even worse. The Blades beat the Regina Pats 6-3, okay? And if you didn't know that, I'm coming up there and I'm going to lay my hands on you, Monty. Ailish Martins. Is that your real name? I feel like that's not your real name. Ailish. Anyways, says, hey, watermelon heads. Welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. That's a Manitoban there. That person had just said that they were mad at me. Can you decide? Why don't we... What? Nothing. I'm good. All those people that wanted to burn me at the stake on Saturday have come around. Some are actually seeing what I was saying on Saturday. Why should I change or back down? I was right. Anyways, let's hit the quick six, please, and get into this. A lot of comments coming in. <clears throat> Troy, who's a Flames fan. Troy Durrell says, Connor Bedard, though. How good is he? Woof. Okay, that's a rhetorical question. I thought he actually wanted us to answer. How good is Connor Bedard? Whew. As good as I've seen. Let's put it that way. But Briar final Sunday, we really went deep on that. One hour ago, uh, congratulations to Brendan Botcher winning the Briar, his first, lost three. So he's won. Congratulations in an all-Alberta final on Sunday. Point two, Drew Brees has retired. He did it on Sunday. Our question is, is he on the Mount Rushmore? Is he on your Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks? What are they saying, Clark? Do you have the uh, update on Facebook? Capital Automall Universal Collision Center poll. Yes or no? Is Drew Brees on the Mount Rushmore? Top four. On Twitter, 58% saying no. Wow. Exactly the same on Facebook. Exactly. I like same. it. 
That's very close to 50-50. There's a lot of people saying he's top four all-time NFL quarterbacks, and you had the stats of what he leads in. Yeah, he leads in um, sorry yards, completions, completion percentage. He's second all-time in touchdown passes. So I looked from a year ago, a little over a year ago, of NFL Network ranked the top 100 quarterbacks. Aikman, I think, was 17. Um, Aaron Rodgers was 10. Drew Brees was 6. And the top three were the same as I had with, with Brady, Montana, and Manning were the top three. So Brees is in that conversation for sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of comebacks, won the Super Bowl in, in New Orleans. He's done a lot of things in the league. My Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks are as follows. Not in alphabetical order. Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, Troy Aikman. Don't cancel me over that. Those are mine. Alan Hordell's watching in Saskatoon. He says, I screwed up this morning. I forgot about the crazy rest of Canada time change. I must go back and listen to the first part of the show and see what he said of being roasted over the weekend. (laughs) But they don't get the real meaning. Alan, I'll paraphrase it for you so you don't have to go back and watch it. How did I feel about getting roasted all weekend? Are you kidding me? I've walked through fire, man. In my life, this is nothing. I don't get offended. My feelings don't get hurt. I had a big God guy in Calgary write me. He's a young kid, actually. I should read it to you. But he says, Rod, you're as tough as they come. He goes, I'm a close second. He was a young broadcasting student, by the way. Big God kid over in Calgary. And uh, you can't... Sorry. I've survived. And uh, a little bit of backlash, particularly when I'm right, Al, isn't going to hurt me. Or hurt my feelings uh, weekend leftovers from the National Hockey League. These are just what I came up with. I'm not saying they're the top five points, but these were mine. Do, 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 do. Is it autumn? Because the Leafs are falling. I love saying that. And I said to Darren, this is a great synergy, a great rub, a great yin and the yang. He and Clark love the Leafs, and I make fun of them all the time. Does it bother you? It, it happens, you know? It's... It, until you win, right, you have to be okay taking it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. As long as it's pre-game trash talk and not post-game trash well, this talk. This is all post-game trash it's talk. It's all fair game. The post-game trash talk, I got no, no time for. It's harmless ribbing. Uh, first, David Ayers, and now Joey Decord, backup goalies that have beaten the Leafs. Hurricanes are the first team in the NHL to 20 wins. That should be celebrated. The Islanders are six wins away from a franchise record win streak of 15 games. I don't know if they'll get there or not, but that's pretty cool. And Ovi is one goal behind uh, Espo for sixth all time. But I think that we've realized that he's not going to catch Wayne. I'll get to more of... Yeah, Craig Smith, our director of scouting, says... Where did it go? We need a bigger mountain for faces for the top quarterbacks. I know, Smitty, but that's what makes it fun. There are only four spots. I know. I know what you're saying, but that really makes you put a lot of thought in it, right, Dupes? It's, hey, there's only four seats at the table. Right. Armando in Mexico City is watching and says, I'm canceling you for leaving Peyton outside your Mount Rushmore. Who, me? Peyton Manning? Did Joe, you're not old enough to have watched Troy Aikman, so it's okay. It's okay. The thing they said about Aikman in in the article was that it was such a heavy run game. He wasn't forced to throw the ball all that much. They led the league almost every year in in rushing attempts in the fourth quarter. And he was one of the kings of middle, mid-yardage passing, the skinny post, the out routes. So all of the two-yard, three-yard dink and dunk kind of passes that inflate your your passer rating he didn't do any of that and he did win 11 and 4 in the playoffs all time won the super bowls um but he just doesn't have the numbers he's got three super bowls it's all bunk and it's all noise troy and i are fine from randolph zora says rod you are starting to sound like jim rome oh boy what a terrible insult that is What a career he had. Like, do you want to go back and forth, guys? Honestly, I could do it all day. But I'd rather talk about what matters. And that's Connor Bedard. And 
I got written here, Bedard and Braden buzz. So my goal was to, I've said it many times, writing for dubnetwork.ca, the, the, the website that covers the Western Hockey League. I want to make you sick of Connor Bedard. Didn't take long. <laughs> I think opening weekend. It's not me that was. Whoever chose Connor Bedard, the first store, star Friday night on our broadcast, who chose him the first star? Do you know? I would assume it was uh, the Pats. Okay, in-house. In-game, in-house. in-house. Yeah. Okay, so the Pats lost 6-3 to the Prince Albert Raiders. Game one of the season. We're calling it on TV. They lost 6-3, and Connor Bedard was named the first star. He scored two goals in 47 seconds. The Prince Albert Raiders didn't care for that. And then yesterday, the Pats lost again 6-3, this time to the Saskatoon Blades, but Bedard potted his third on a wonderful top-left shelf, top-left corner snapshot. And I have had shooting pros, because that's a thing now, as you know, saying that this is an Austin Matthews-type shot. He's only 15. It's not as hard as Austin Matthews, but it's going to be by the time he's 17, 18 at the latest. That's Bedard. So, yeah, people are getting sick of Bieber on skates. How did you like my nickname, The Mouse? Because you <laughs> you're like, maybe not because it's not a great nickname. Um, it's good, though, because he's not a big kid sneaking in and out, darting in and out. I could get behind it. The Mouse. The Mouse. Potentially. Yeah. I had a guy write into our website. Like I said, no athlete in the history of sports has been nicknamed The Mouse. Guy wrote in and said Jerry Pindered was nicknamed The Mouse. <laughs> Saskatoon Blades, great and former owner of the, of the Pats. And apparently he's still called the most. So, hey, maybe it'll stick. Josh Elliott, one of our viewers, says Bedard didn't deserve the number one star after losing 6-3. I don't think he did. And there's no bigger fan of Connor Bedard than me. But you know what? If it sticks people a little, I'm all for it. <laughs> Colin in Ottawa says uh, Rod has to call Bo Levi Chrissy to his face, to really be like Jim Rome. You're all starting to wake up to the fact that I'm not trying to copy anybody. I'm just me. And that seems to scare the spit out of a lot of people. But anyways, I said Bedard, but Braden uh, Yager, he's playing for the Moose Jaw Warriors. He's only 15, and he scored the shootout winner last night against PA. And last week... On Dub Network, there was a column about how the Warriors are like, we think our guys every bit as good as Connor Bedard. They're the same age. They throw them out in the shootout. 15. Pretty big deal. On television. He pots. No big deal. Right? No big deal. So, how about that? So it's an unbelievable little story that's going on in the Western Hockey League between those two. And frankly, I'm here for it. Point four, point five. I asked... Uh, the Raptors, have they lost four or five straight? I thought it was five. The Canadian press story said four. See where the Raptors, right, really in the grand scheme of things in Canadian sports, they're big when they're in the final. But when they're in a swoon mid-regular season, it's like, ee. Uh, point six. <laughs> Sometimes you need to pause for a moment. Armando in Mexico City says, just kidding, Mr. Peterson. And yes, I didn't get to watch Aikman. See, I know this stuff. And by the way, it's Senor Peterson to you. <laughs> they love it. They get a lot of laughs going back. I'm glad I can entertain you guys. Entertain, entertaining somebody. Mark Zosel and Melford says, Rod, how many times did you catch yourself watching Bedard and forgetting about calling the play this weekend? I'll tell you what. I'd never have forgotten to call the play, but any officials, any referees that are watching, Darren, you must have officiated sports. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, when you were refing, did you ever get caught just watching the game? Oh, of course. <laughs> right. Broadcasting, time. I've never forgot to call the game, but refing, yes. And I do remember one just skating and uh, do, 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 do. I'm like, ooh, that was dirty. Do, 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 do. And then also everybody's yelling, ah, rah, rah. oh, yeah. If you wonder why the ref delays his arm coming up, it's think because I think he's daydreaming or just watching the game. Right. That's what I think. But broadcasting, no. That, that was what I was born to do. That's why I was put on this planet. There's no two ways about that. From Cine Girl, she says, Rod, you're especially witty today. 
Thank you, Cynthia. Thanks for noticing. I'm in a tremendous mood. And to more CFL, XFL stuff. We certainly haven't put this to bed, but there's a, there's a column on my website, rodpeterson.com right now, written by our staff, not me, that took me, that, well, it talks about the uh, potential CFL-XFL merger, how it could work, and the writer, who we won't identify because he doesn't want to be identified, doesn't think this is going towards the XFL and CFL combining. And the interesting thing about that is Dave Naylor on TSN tweeted at us and said, I disagree. Like, Naylor's every bit as much of a super pest on this as me. I feel like Naylor knows all the details. And he's only dropping selected ones, which, by the way, is his right. But he's just poking everybody, right? Because he knows. Have you been following that as much? Like, yeah. Don't you get the sense that Naylor knows as much as there is to know? I think so. Of course he does. I, well, I, I, he knows what the CFL owners have told him. Yeah. That's not necessarily the truth. He knows what they've told him. Right. But he's got, if anybody's got inside information, it'd be him. Right. That's what we're saying. Yeah. And he feels like this is hurtling towards a merger. And I am, I think a lot of people are just waking up to this. I am to the bone, to my DNA, a hockey person. It hurt my heart 10 days ago. I was on a podcast in Lethbridge, and the host, John Eastthorpe, said, I never knew you were in the Western Hockey League. I'm like, Why did I, what did I spend those 17 years for, Darren? Mm-hmm. What did I do that for? But my point on that is I'm not to the DNA of football person, even though a lot of people think that I am. Like I, Craig Smith watching, our director of scouting, maybe you can answer this, and, but because you're in the room, Darren, I'm going to ask you. What is the way around the ratio? Because there are people that will tie themselves to the train tracks. That's their hill to die on in the CFL is the ratio. I'm not married to it. I'll put myself up against any American TV show, any American announcer, writer, speaker, recovery coach. I'll put myself up against anybody. So I don't feel like I would need the ratio to defend my worth or line up for a job. Now, but I also know those CFL coaches are biased against Canadians and there is a stigma. So that's the other side of it. Could we get around the ratio somehow? Because I've said to people, what's your suggestion? Nobody's come up with one. Yeah, I don't know. Because you go back to labor laws and things like that and you, you know, mandate that players, foreign players, you know, from Canada that have to take these jobs in American cities on American teams. That's the, the head-scratcher for me because when they get the opportunity, though, the Canadians have, have proven they belong in the game. And I'd like to be able to stack them up against the Americans, you know, and they would shine and they would be able to earn their spot. But it's just, would they even get the opportunity, like you said, with the bias, right? We're romantic about the fact that Canadians are every bit as good as the American football players. But the reality is they might just not get the opportunity to show it. And to prove it, you know, would Brad Sinopoli, as a Canadian quarterback converted to a receiver, have a chance to be one of the top receivers in the league? Probably wouldn't even get the chance. So So, I'm not arguing that either. It'd be great to protect it. I don't know how we do it. Lastly, before we break from the Cheap Seats Toledo from ESPN Radio in Toledo, special thanks to Darren for being on the Cheap Seats this past weekend to talk about XFL. CFL was awesome as usual. That's from our buddy Mick from Toledo Sports Radio. Jamie in Halifax says, wow, Theo Fleury's watching. Hey, Theo. We love you, bud. We're not talking about Trudeau here, though, today. (laughs) What's got Theo watching? (laughs) I'm sure he's got opinions on all of this stuff, but I would like to just bring Theo on and talk politics. Snowman's watching in Carolina, too. Shout out, Snowman. So, yeah, we got it going today. We're in one. Yeah. Sammy logged in yet? All right, we're going to talk some uh, major junior hockey and NHL when we come back with Sammy Costantino from Rogers Sportsnet. This has been the second half kickoff. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 
Support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. (sighs) Don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming. And your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also (laughs) comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So I used to get those nicky things. You must have too. (laughs) Nick yourself. Yes. And you're bleeding. Doesn't happen. Because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So, what more do you want to know? When you, when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti shaving cream, you leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let me know, guys, when Sammy Costantino is available. He can go. Okay, well, just one from the Prairie Mobile text line is opened at 306-840-8777. Hey, fellas, have you any info on a rumor about an SGHL bubble in Weyburn? One of the last remaining Junior A leagues, Junior League's not playing as the SGHL. I've heard rumors of a bubble, as have you right, Darren, in the SJ. Yeah. But I rumors are rumors. I've heard about it. It's March 15th today. They might play. And actually, as we bring in Sam Costantino from Rogers Sportsnet, I know he won't have any SJHL buzz, but we will talk some junior with him. How you doing, Sammy? Yeah, doing great, Roddy. Glad, glad to see uh, you're rocking and rolling here. Is there any station or network that you're not on right now? <laughs> hey, well, you if you find one, let me know. Are you going to a teeth appointment, Sammy? <laughs> Are you getting your teeth whitened today? Or did you? No, I just got the chicklets done the other day. Went through uh, basically the car wash, gave me a good spray. Couldn't spit for an hour, but we're good now. Oh, man, the whitest teeth in show business, right? That guy. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. Sam, let's start here. The Connor Bedard buzz, and we'll maybe bring it around on Braden Yeager. But what did you take? What's your takeaway on the kid delivering Friday night? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. You know, I uh, had the opportunity to talk to him on Thursday and you know, I was just joking around with him. Hey, have you got a celly plan? Because I don't think it's going to be you know too long before you get your first one. He said, "No, I'm just going to let the natural emotion take over." And you know, it's kind of difficult when you're in a, a losing situation. Yet all the focus is on you because you're an exceptional player, because of how young you are. Yet your performance still stood out amongst the crowd. You know, I think every one of the players that I know and that I've called game four, the other six exceptional players. Surely would have traded a team win for anything personal. I don't think Connor is any different, although it's nice to kind of see him break that egg, and now he can just kind of focus on on the task at hand. Of course, the second night went uh, went pretty well uh, as well, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, goal and assist. Now, there's a blossoming rivalry, have you noticed? 40 miles west, Braden Yager's the same age, and the Warriors have said, our guy's every bit as good as this guy, and, and I think they believe it. They threw him out in a shootout last night, and he scored to win it for the Warriors against the PA Raiders. Like, I don't know if the rest of the world knows, and I don't care. Here, this is exciting as hell, Sammy. Well, you know what, and, and as it should be, and I heard a lot of talk about Jaeger when I was covering uh, the WHL draft, um, and so you have to think that at some point, too, these guys are going to be the key pieces in, you know, reliving that rivalry and hopefully putting all this pandemic stuff behind us. But it's awesome to see that... Uh, you know, Alan Miller has left the, the Moose Jaw Warriors with some pretty good pieces there. Uh, the Regina Pats under John Paddock and Dave Struish have had it takes a, a little bit of time here to get things back on track after 2018. 
you know, when those two teams are going good uh, in Saskatchewan and in the Western Hockey League, it really draws attention to that Trans-Canada clash. And, and I think we're going to see those days again, and we're going to see a whole lot of them with these two youngsters. No, I literally, literally, literally have tingles. I'm so happy. I'm so excited about it. But, you know, you brought up a great point about the other exceptional players, McDavid, Tavares, Ekblad, and so forth, and then you called all those games. I'm already getting criticized by people, Sammy, for saying, there's 19 other guys. You're putting too much of... No. (laughs) This is special. And there's a little to do with marketing, too. Did you deal with that back then, that there was too much emphasis on the one player? Yeah, of course uh, we did. But you know what? Uh, As as part of what we were doing, we were going in and... You know, we were part of that hype. And the thing is, when you look at where all all those players have gone ever since, the hype was right uh, and it was just. And you're seeing all but Sean Day uh, really perform well. And I think Sean Day is just uh, taking a little bit longer to mature. Is he going to be at the level of the other guys? I don't think so. But I do think he can be a valuable member of a National Hockey League team. But the other guys deserve all of that uh, and that they received. And Connor's the same way. You know, the biggest thing about getting that exceptional player status is everyone knows they're great players. Everyone knows that they're attentive to what's happening in school, but it's your character and your personality and your ability to handle all the pressure that comes with the very thing that we're talking about. And so in each of those guys before, obviously they were able to to handle that. I mean, Connor McDavid was just getting worn out left, right and center. John Tavares, the same sort of thing. Aaron Eckblad, maybe not quite as much. Joe Valeno, not quite as much, but Still, the ability to handle all that pressure and answer at every turn, at every city that you go to, uh, at every international event that you play in, and then you have all the off-season stuff, and people are wondering, hey, what's this gonna guy? What's this guy gonna come back with next? Um, but I do think the the one thing that's kind of gone silent here with Connor playing, Shane Wright, not uh, he received a lot of that hype that he deserved last year in Kingston when he went to Canada's World Junior Camp. Uh, but hopefully the OHL gets back going again because I think this is going to be a guy who's bound to determine um, to to make Hockey Canada think that they should have taken a chance on him uh, and then have two exceptional players across the CHL. I think it's great publicity for the league. I really do. It is, and this is what the fans don't see. Like, I'm just Googling Everly's salary right now. Um, $5.25 million. Like, this hype around Bedard, I saw it with Everly. He didn't get yeah. a life. He didn't get a life, right? Like, Connors is gone. When he went number one overall and his designated exceptional player, he, he lost his childhood is what I'm saying. So, yeah, he's going to make all the bucks. Ebbs is all these stars, but you lose something for that. And that's why I, I can't imagine at 15 what that kid's going through. I was afraid to go across town, Sam. Ask my brothers at 15. And he went halfway around the world to play hockey. Like, I know that he's yeah. mature. But it's the pressure on, you said it, the pressure is immense. And that's why I was so excited that he delivered, to be, to be honest with you. Now, anything else on this before we move on? No, I just, uh, just really excited for Connor. And I've had a chance to talk to him on a couple of different occasions and really get uh, in-depth and dig down. And uh, I think he's just a wonderful young man. I think you can see how everyone uh, celebrated on the ice, the teammates, when they went over and hugged him right away. And, of course, on the bench, everyone was so excited. Because uh, it's a huge moment. And you know what? When it, when you're the first to do something, when you're the trailblazer, the first exceptional status player in the WHL, and you deliver right away, that can only bode well for the future. But the thing that I know about the young man, he deserves everything that he's gotten so far and will get here in the future. Right. I just don't, again, back to those fans, I don't think they understand. Everybody expected something huge. And what if he didn't? That's why he was nervous. And then he just... Two goals in 47 seconds, no big deal. So I was so, I was so happy for him. Sammy, uh, the O. Um, we had a Frontenacs fan write in the other day. said the exact same thing about Shane Wright. He's so upset that Kingston's not playing, the OHL's not playing. And they're still saying they might. Do you believe it? I, I do believe it. I know there was some talk last week about maybe making an announcement. The problem is that there was something planned a few weeks back and it got leaked out and that did not impress, um, you know, the, the government whatsoever. And so David Branch has really clamped things down. So any kind of leaks that we might be looking for are nowhere to be found. I mean, I've called everyone that I know uh, and everyone's saying the same thing. Uh, David is, is really upset about what had happened with the previous leak. He does not want that happening again out of the fear that some of you experienced in Saskatchewan when it got leaked out that they were going to, play in Regina and so 
Uh, it became more of a reality for the Ontario Hockey League and for David Branch. I still think it's going to happen. Obviously, it's going to be modified tremendously, uh, but there's really no runway towards what the end of the season looks like. I mean, it'd be pretty tough now for me to envision a Memorial Cup being played. You're going to have the Q teams that may play as many as 50 games, you know, the dub teams, 24 games, uh, the Ontario Hockey League, if they play and extend and kind of accelerate things, maybe 24 games. So really, how are you going to be able to crown a, a national championship? I think the Memorial Cup deserves a, a, a championship where a season that's played yeah, at least 50 games. I mean, I want to see the 68 game schedule played before that thing is determined uh, because I think we need to respect the trophy in that regard. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like this is two buddies rapping here as much as it is an interview, Sammy, but it's just with the government officials being upset, um, I'd like to take them and by the uh, lab coat lapels and go, do you understand how excited these guys are. That's all. Just understand where whoever leaked it, they're just so excited to play. And on Friday night, when Bedard got the first start, the Raiders were complaining that he was the first start because Ozzy Weisblatt had a Gordial hat trick. It was Weisblatt, right? Yeah. And I'm like, guys, two months ago, you didn't even know if you're going to play. Can you? Hockey people, right? <laughs> just... Well, you know, I give Happy a lot of credit. He's been uh, known to manipulate the media on occasion. I witnessed it uh, quite a bit in their run to the Memorial Cup a couple of years ago. And good for him. He's sticking up for his team. We know Weisblatt, first-round pick. Gooley, first-round pick. Good for Habby for sticking up for his guys. And you know what? At the end of the day, a little bit of the controversy surrounding that probably created more hype and more attention towards Connor Bedard, and I think that's fantastic. Oh, what? We're, we're singing from the same hymn book, man. But the leagues are just like, oh, no, no, we can't. We, no, we can't have any of this. Oh, this is what sells tickets or gets viewers. Anyways, we've talked about the O and the Dub. How about the Q? I mean, they've had their struggles, but they're playing in bubbles, and that seems to be going pretty well. Well, they got a lot of government support. A lot of their teams got a lot of government support. And I think when you drill down and you look at the, the fabric of the community in, in a lot of those smaller Quebec League towns, uh, the government realized that, hey, this thing is, a, is an economy driver. Uh, it's an economic driver, whether it's the hotels, whether it's the restaurants, uh, whether it's the fan bases, although some have had uh, limited fan bases and some have been locked down due to the bubble. And a lot of people also realize it's a little different out there that the teams uh, that are playing in some of those small towns, that that's just where it's at. I mean, yeah, you see it in Swift Current, you see it in Moose Jaw, but you still have that affiliation out west, whether it's Calgary or whether it's Edmonton. They uh, don't have really an NHL team, so it's kind of scattered all over the place. When you look at the teams located in Quebec, yes, there's the Montreal Canadiens to cheer for, but all in all, Rod, you're looking at um, you know teams that really mean a lot to their communities, as they do in all their CHL communities. Uh, but I think the government really did a good job in stepping up and realizing that it's more than just you know 20, 25 kids. Uh, playing hockey it's it's a lot more than that absolutely bravo to them and i'm enjoying following that too sammy thanks for this wonderful outfit you, your uh, wonderful chat and I, I appreciate the time yeah the outfit too and uh i'm watching very closely what you're doing thanks for uh, your coverage of the wonderful chl yeah good to see you roddy take care continued success man looks great thank you buddy sam costantino from rogers Sportsnet, joining us before we break the curling report for Verge Agriculture. Brendan Botcher knew it would require a near flawless performance uh, to deny Kevin Cooey a fifth career title at the Canadian Men's Curling Championship. He was just about perfect Sunday night to finally end a three-year silver streak at the Briar. Botcher shot 97% to lead his Alberta side to a 4-2 victory. Cooey's wild card, too, conceded in the 10th end with no options available to score a game-tying deuce. With about 30 seconds left on the clock, Cooey and teammates John Morris, B.J. Newfeld, and Ben Hebert briefly studied the house. Facing three stones and with no real chance at pulling even, they decided to call it. Botcher and teammates Darren Molding, Brad Thiessen, and Carrick Martin enjoyed a celebratory team hug by the side of the sheet in the odd silence of the spectator-free Mark and McPhail Center. The Edmonton-based foursome made their Briar debut together in 2017 and remained intact through three stinging final losses. 
The Briar was the second of seven competitions to be held in the Canada Olympic Park bubble. The Canadian Women's Championship can kick things off last month. Earlier in the day Sunday, Botcher hit a game-winning angle raise for a 6-5 semifinal win over Saskatchewan's Matt Dunstone. The last Saskatchewan team to win the Briar was skipped by Rick Folk in 1980. There you go with the curling report for Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Visit vergeag.com to learn more today. We'll be right back getting to all of these topics, plus you with viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. This is this is where it gets fun. We got a lot of great com. Not that it hasn't been before, but we got some great comments coming in here from viewers and some CFL alum and so forth about the CFL-XFL deal. But I got I to gotta say this, probably sports talk that you're not going to get anywhere else. I just got sent, as did Darren, an ad from Access Now TV for the games this week. And it's Connor Bedard with his stick, like Dr. Hook McCracken, with the schedule of games. Yep. Listen, it's all going to be about Connor Bedard, and I'm getting backlash from people that there's 19 other players and there's this and that. Listen, you got to suck it up. You got to understand this isn't participation medal time. This is big business. We got viewers we want to get, okay? Guys, he's special. Not everybody's going to get treated equally. And I'm, again, as I said about an hour ago, I'm just not having it anymore. The pushback, it's not fair. Everybody needs to be treated equally. No, they don't, because that's not the way that it is. So you're going to get Connor Bedard crammed down your throat. And Braden Yager from the Warriors. He's their Connor Bedard. They've said it. They go head-to-head, 8 p.m. Tuesday night on Access Now TV, and we're going to be calling the game. So if you don't like the way that we are and the Pats and Access are marketing Connor Bedard, keep it to yourself because you're not going to influence us. Is that fair? It's like the Riders. Like, I would have, like, in 2019, I would have had Cody Fajardo's freaking face plastered on every billboard in the province and outside the province. Yeah. Pamphlets. You on, put them on every radio show here, but there was nothing. And I don't really know why. I don't know. And then when they got desperate and had to sell tickets for the foundation and this, and that's when you started to see the marketing of Cody Fajardo. But I think when you got that marketable face, you ride that dog right into the ground. And guess what? That dog's going to have his day too. It's good for both. Oh yeah. 43 other rough riders are going to be mad because you're marketing the quarterback. Really? Every other team does it. I know that you will never forget when we were in downtown Houston, walking into the Toyota center. You want to tell them the story? Skyscraper of banners of Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the side of the building. Yeah, the two of them together. The stars. Were the rest of the Rockets whining? In hindsight, maybe they should have been because they're both gone now, but you know what I mean. And maybe they were, and, and you're right. Like Everybody wants to get their due because the more you get marketed, the more you get endorsement right. deals, the more fans right. you get. But you need to also understand, as a player that's playing you know, up and coming and going to play with Connor Bedard, with this guy comes more attention. With this guy comes more television cameras. With this guy comes, I might be seen. And if I'm on his line, maybe I get a few more points. And maybe somebody takes a flyer on me in the National Hockey League draft. So there's opportunities to ride the Bedard coattails. Instead of trying to fight for your, your spot in the spotlight, take advantage. And you might get an opportunity to, to uh, succeed. That's my pet peeve. On just keep it to yourself. Yeah. If you have an up, if you're upset about this, Chris Robinson, watching in Southern Ontario, says, "I know a lot of people are not happy about the CFL XFL, but this feels like a good thing for the CFL. U.S. exposure with a league, with a brand and an identity, with our history and fan base." And Chris goes on to say, "And thanks for remembering about me and Shane Wright with my Frontenac." Here's the thing. Of course, I'm going to remember that you said that because that's what I do. I remember people and I remember the things that they say. And you know that. Oh, yeah. So the people that were roasting me at the stake on the weekend, do you know how I can deal with that? 
because you don't know me. You don't know the first thing about me. But I know me. Because I spent years in this thing that we call recovery, learning who I am. So I don't care what you say. Uh, From Ryan McCarthy, watching in Albany, New York, talented people who do things exceptionally get exceptional treatment. Be happy that the kids are playing. For sure. Just pointing that out. And I got more stories, but I don't want to bore you with them. I'll get to the viewers here. Gordon Daniel says, My favorite part of the CFL media, Naylor and all, is that they think they have the inside scoop on the XFL-CFL negotiations, pretending they are getting both sides of it. Why should the XFL people talk to them? These are the same people that loudly rejoiced in the demise of the XFL one calendar year ago, ignored all the job losses, danced on its grave, and gave oodles of bad karma to the CFL. Bravo. And it's not just the media that did that. There were CFL people, trust me, that were celebrating the end of the XFL. You guys... You know the XFL was watching, right? Everybody sees what everybody else says. And I just, I, I, I'm, I'm infinitely entertained by the fact that these CFL owners think they're just going to slip in and rob the train in the middle of the night and The Rock's going to keep sleeping. Oh, I can't. It's the best story in the world. And I believe they actually think that. Don't you? It's, some of the comments, I mean. It seems that way. It does. I, I don't know. Like, I'd like to think that that's not the way things are going. That that's not actually what they believe. I would love to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I will. Like, that's just how I operate. But, man, it sure sounds like that's what they're thinking. <laughs> sure looks that way. From Greg Bucky Buchanan, watching in Canada's only border city, Lloydminster, Saskatchewan. Keep doing what you do, Roddy. All broadcasters sometimes get roasted. Bring it on. They actually thought that they were going to get to me. From Rod Monroe, Clark's dad. Do you mind if I point out that it's your dad, Clark? He says, go hard. Yeah, hey, he says they both like it. He writes, great points, Darren. Bedard will bring more attention to the Pats, the city, and the province. Take advantage of it. <laughs> From Donald it's Mitchell. cheap. It's marketing dollars. You don't have to spend. Oh, exactly. From Donald Mitchell. They, the CFL owners and Randy, cannot be that dumb, can they? We're going to find out. Yeah. We st- what were we going to face off about? Breeze. We did that, didn't we? Yeah, we did do that. We didn't even know. Yeah. I called you crazy for not having our Aikman in your... Write that down. That's the only place we really differ is Aikman and Manning. Other than that? Yeah. I think we're okay other than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Terry Bradshaw in yours, but right. and I, I had Manning, and I think Breeze, just for the sake of the argument, I'd put him in there. I know he's, for me, he's in the conversation. I'd have to do a little more digging on some of the older guys I'm not familiar with, um, but he's every, very much in the conversation. Trevor Bazillo says, I bought a Bomber Championship ring. How about that for support? How about that? I could sit and talk about championship rings for all, all day and twice on Sunday. Those Bomber championship rings are hot, hot, hot. And I knew roughly because the way the rings are going, they're all kind of this. Like the Blues ring is like the Bomber's ring, right? The designs yeah. kind of go in a certain way. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, it would be nice to have one of those. However, I'm quite proud of my Rough Rider Great Cap rings because they symbolize an era, right? They're white gold as opposed to the old school ones. But the bomber ones are just so great. They did such a great job. Um, from Donald Mitchell, he says, the Leafs. Right. No, we covered that earlier, Donald. The Leafs are falling. I, it must be autumn. Mike Lee watching, he says, I know a guy who believed he got a better university scholarship because he played with Rod Brindabore at Notre Dame and was intensely scouted because he played with Rod. It happens all the time. All the time. 
Look at the great Jerry Howarth, the longtime color voice for the Blue Jays. He sent a tape for the Yankees to be the play-by-play guy. He kept Jerry Kubek in as his color guy. They hired Kubek, not Jerry. Off Jerry's tape. Right. I think it's the it's, same concept. The last guy I really remember that happening to, I think, was Jonathan Druin. Right? Was he not playing with McKinnon? Martin? I don't know about that. What that's he was with Clark McKinnon, says, right? Yes. In Halifax. So, I mean, and he's a very talented player. He didn't just get there by accident. But you just think that he can drive. You, you kind of wonder, and you think, who is really driving this? McKinnon's the big name, right? Yeah. But maybe the other guy's very responsible. So he gets an extra look and maybe gets drafted higher than he normally would. Braden versus Connor right now is Taylor versus Tyler back in the day. You said it, so I'll give you the credit. Don McNeil in Central Ontario says the CFL is a rickety ship in rolling seas and always finds a safe port in any storm. I see the XFL being good to get the CFL where it needs to go, which is survival. William May says we have three major markets that don't support the CFL. So, yeah, bring on the XFL and try to make it work. And at the end of the day, we are just a feeder to the NFL. So let's adopt their game and live another day. (sighs) We're not adopting the NFL rulebook. When we come back, the question is this. Will Toronto, Vancouver, and Montreal support the XFL or the CXFL or the Continental Football League? That's the question. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, Facebook and YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports talk streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, the RP Show. It's the overtime segment. Clark asked us to face off, but we did it earlier on the Aikman-Peyton Manning thing, and that was way back in the warm-up. I know you didn't, but we're not going to do it again. Put the That's gra- all that I'm saying. Put the graphic Put it up, up now. Put up the graphic now. We'll do it again. And we'll cut the clip later. The uh, face-off, here's the thing. Very simple. This is going to make a hell of a clip for Twitter and Facebook. My Ru- Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Troy Aikman, Terry Bradshaw, and Joe Montana. Those are the correct four. Yours are? Mine are Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees. See, those are the wrong four. <laughs> That's all. And I'm saying... How can you ignore Troy Aikman and his three Super Bowls? Darren went very deep into earlier saying, well, his stats are because they were short to medium range passes and they had a strong running. So what? Who was lifting the trophy at the end of the year three times? The backup quarterback was too. The backup quarterback was lifting the trophy too. Haters! Haters! Hater alert! You know what? Ring, ring, ring. I respect my position in this show because of this. And I'll just, you know... What? But no, it's, hey, you have the right to, what, what do you say? You have be the wrong. right to have your opinion. You have the right to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, the uh, face-off is brought to you by the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery. Head to themadgreekeatery.com for more information. And for the ultimate fan zone, UFC is your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list. Visit the Man Cave downtown Moose Jaw or on Facebook. And they've got all the latest and greatest Moose Jaw Warriors gear as well. And you know because you've been there, dupes. Yes. I love that place. It's what Jersey City used to be, but 100 times better than that. Can I say that? Oh, yeah. Jennifer Illingworth watching. She says, Bedard is to the Pats what McDavid is to the Oilers or Matthews to Toronto. She's 100% right. 100% right. Don McNeil in Central Ontario says, again, Bart Starr won five titles. But that wasn't in the National Football League, was it? That was in the American Football League. Yeah, I'd have Tell to me look. if I'm wrong, Don. I'd have to look it Tell up. Tell me if I'm wrong. And I might be wrong. It's happened once. 
Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, maybe this is too much to de- detail at this time, but what would the role of the current CFL governors be in the XFL? CFL teams are independently owned franchises. XFL teams are just branches of the XFL, not individually owned. How would this all be squared? Well, he brings that up with two minutes left in the show, and we'll spend that. That's for the CFL and the XFL to figure out. These teams in the CFL right now are generally broke. I had, <coughs> pardon me, one coach call me on the weekend. I, as I look you right in the eye right now, I swear to God, a CFL coach call me and say, hey, maybe they sell the Lions to the Rock. Maybe that's his way into the CFL. I'm like, sell him the Lions? He could probably have the Lions for free. Because I had a GM tell me those owners of the Alouettes got the Alouettes for free. I'm not sure what it's, if that's true or not, but that's the word that I got. So the question is ownership, and it's a tremendous question. Does the CFL-XFL merger become singular ownership by the entire league, Darren? That's what the MLS does, correct? It seems I, to work for them. Yeah, I think that's, to me, that's where it's headed. Does it work? Does it not work? Only one way to find out. But I think it's an option. I think it's a very viable option. Mike Blackbird in Toronto has had a lot of comments today. This is the first that I've read. He says, as long as I can have good times watching football, tailgate with my family, I'll support what happens to the Argos if said merger happens or not. Darren's the guy that said the XFL might want to adopt three downs and all those Canadian rules. If the, if the Rock sounds like he might be open to that. Yeah, I would. That's the value. The value isn't in the XFL product. That hasn't worked. We know that. The value for them, they're bringing the business model and the marketing and that juggernaut that they've had success in. CFL's had success on the field with a wonderful product and a lot of history and tradition. So that's what you merge together. It's the perfect yin and yang. It, It has to. We're hurtling towards this. This is the point. So many people want to fight it. Even Jeff the Stamps fan has come around a little bit, although Colin in Ottawa... I don't think that uh, he has. Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg says, uh, Ron Bon Jovi Dugay will be on the show for sure tomorrow. We can say this without getting canceled, right? Dugay said he guaranteed he'll be on tomorrow because he's got all the women out of his apartment in New York, so he won't be distracted. Florida, wherever. I think in the case of Duguay, he legitimately means it. He's like, I'm going to be alone in my house, so I can't have any distractions. And I don't think he meant that in a non-feminine way. Right. That's right. He has not, no... Let's just stop right there. And have, let's have Ron Duguay explain it tomorrow. Exactly. We got the rat, Dale Durkatch in studio tomorrow, and Bruce Boudreaux. What a hockey day. See you tomorrow, everybody, at uh, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus. Angering people is a gift of mine. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.